if we see that we can reverse some of the aging processes, and I don't mean that our bodies live forever. That's not, I think spiritually, of course we do, but uh, on the physical side, there's evidence of, of uh, degradation over time. But I think it more has to do with mineral depletion, toxic burden to the body, lack of movement, et cetera. And, uh, you know, it's a spiritual issue too, if you don't have a mission or purpose for being here. So combining all of those things, I found that my vital force or my vitality has increased over time as I age, so to speak, uh, in this body. And I think it is possible wherever people start, even from a cancerous situation, that they can be extraordinarily healthy all into what they call old age if they change their diet lifestyle and hit all of the factors, body, mind, and spirit. Welcome to the I Am Healing Strong podcast. I'm Jim Mann along with Allie Powell. Allie Powell. There she is. Allie Powell. She's here with us again. We're so excited. We feel privileged to have her here. But, uh, you know, you just heard a little soundbite from today's podcast. The smooth voice of Robert Scott Bell. Lots of you know who he is. Uh, Some of you don't. I knew of him, but I've never watched his show. He's got the the Robert Scott Bell show, and I've seen him on the news before. I think on Fox News, I've seen him uh, speak. The guy is extremely knowledgeable. Do you ever get tired of speaking to people who are smarter than you, Jim? No, because then I'd stop talking. Oh. That's like everybody. I know, I know. That's why you asked me to do this with you. Yeah, well, you're smarter than me. That's why. That's what I'm saying. You need oh. somebody smarter than you. Oh, I thought you meant because I found someone who I'm smarter than, and that's not true. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> you see the angle I took? I see I see what way you went. Yes, it was a good one for you. It didn't work. Oh, all right. Well, anyway, he, he's, a, he's a homeopathic practitioner. The thing is, when I was talking to him, I, I was like, I, I had this. He can go in like 15 different directions. And you can tell he's a professional because he'll answer it and then he'll stop. Like, oh, hey, he's let me talk. And then he's done. Yeah, he does a concise answer and he's just rapid fire. And he's full of knowledge. And I thought, man, I can talk about that for a while. But no, let me ask this question. Boom, he goes in that direction. I thought, man, that is incredible. So, so your ADD was in full effect. I think so, yeah. <laughs> what you're saying is you lost focus. Yeah, who is it we're talking to? I don't know. <laughs> I do know, because I have it written down. It is Robert Scott Bell. Listen to the knowledge this guy has. Today, it is my honor to sit down with Robert Scott Bell. Anybody who has three names is really important. How you doing, Robert? <laughs> doing well, doing well. I appreciate you having me on and connecting with uh, Healing Strong, which is a group that I love for for many, many, many years. Wow. And you have the uh, Robert Scott Bell show that you do. What is it? Is it six days a week? Yes, six days a week. Uh, we're live on, well, many networks, except those that have banned us, uh, because <laughs> obviously we agree with the, well, we don't agree. With, eh, we disagree with the WHO and the CDC and the FDA and Anthony Fauci and they don't particularly like it, even though they disagree with themselves more often than not. Yes, you're censored because you're onto something. Mm-hmm. You have more knowledge than uh, we even have time to talk about. And I'm like on the other spectrum when it comes to any kind of medical thing. I am. I understand as you're saying it, but I couldn't step away and explain it to somebody else. It's just not where my brain is. That's right. I just try to keep it simple. But yeah, we can go complicated or simple or a combination of the two, whatever you'd like. 
Yes, I, I appreciate people like you because that's uh, where I get my information. Like I say, it makes sense when I'm hearing it, mm-hmm. but don't, don't ask me to repeat this stuff. So give me a little background about why you are where you are. I mean, what, what made you go on this journey? Well, my lack of health from my uh, birth to year 19 uh, that had had me growing uh, pharmaceutically and medically rather than organically. And uh, I had given up on modern medicine by the age of 19 and realized that uh, I had to find another way if I was going to you know, survive this crazy life uh, with you know, numerous uh, allergies and respiratory disorders, chronic infections of the ears, the sinuses, the throat, the intestinal tract. Uh, musculoskeletal inflammatory disorders, skin rashes, uh, adverse events. Back in the day when they gave the smallpox vaccine, I had that in the early 70s. And uh, so I was a mass medically, uh, but all I knew was medicine. And I wanted to be a doctor since I was little. But my uncle, the doctor, warned me not to become a doctor. He said you would be miserable. I didn't understand him at the time why he said that uh, until later when I realized if I had done to, or if I would do to anybody else, what doctors did to me my whole life at that point, I would be miserable. So my uncle knew me and, yeah. uh, found homeopathic medicine at the age of 24, went organic and detoxified my liver and began to supplement. And, uh, now in my mid fifties, I can do things I couldn't do in my twenties. So, uh, it was quite a journey. And I started my broadcast, uh, healing radio show in 1999, uh, it was once a week at the time. Now it's uh, six days a week. So we crank it up for health, freedom, and healing liberty and uh, have, a, have a great time on the air on the, on the sites that we're not banned on, of course. <laughs> now, now, of course, I mean, it sounds like you grew up like most of us just believing, well, the doctors have the answers. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you're sick, you go to them. But what did they, what did they say was the cause of all that? Well, they admitted they didn't know why I was sick. That was the, you know, a turning point at 19 years of age at Emory University in Atlanta. I was like, you guys are supposedly the best and you don't know why I'm sick. My whole life, I've been taking your drugs. I've done your shots. I've had surgery, you know, you name it, I've done it. And you don't know why I'm sick. I, I was just like, I was at that point, I was over it. And they saw that I was probably going to leave and never come back. And they said, but you know, wait, there's hope for you. There's really good news. And I'm thinking, dude, spit it out. It's been 19 years. What is it? <laughs> and they said, maybe one day you'll grow out of it. Oh, I was like, yeah, that's it, dude. I'm totally done now. Did you learn that in medical school too? I'll grow out of it, really? Um, no, that wasn't that wasn't working for me. So I had to retool my future at that point, not realizing that I, I would find a form of medicine that was a mainstay in America up until, well, the mid-20th century. It had almost lost, got, been gone. In fact, uh, up until 1949, homeopathy was on the medical school curricula at Emory University, one of the last holdouts of all the medical schools since 1910, when the Flexner report came out and said only schools would be funded if they teach patent petrochemical mes- medicine, basically from coal tar and oil. Uh, and that destroyed what was left of uh, the integrity of modern medicine. Wow. Here's something I've always wondered. What is the difference or is there a difference between the uh, homeopathic, holistic and naturopathic, these terms? Is there a difference or are they just related? Do they overlap? Well, each has its uh, d- distinct definition. Naturopathic medicine may encompass homeopathic medicine, but homeopathic medicine is its own distinct category of medicine. It is, of course, in the natural realm. It's utilizing substances made from the three kingdoms, the mineral, animal, and, and uh, vegetable kingdom, so to speak. And uh, we dilute and succuss to the point of uh, non-toxicity of anything and everything that we give. So it's the safest medicine on planet Earth. 
it's difficult for Western uh, materialistic reductionists to understand because where they work in toxic amounts to force the body to do something or stop the body from doing something, we work in non-toxic quantities that uh, basically belie the materialistic reductionist explanation for only a lot of stuff matters and that can affect matter. And we don't uh, utilize toxic substances in that way. Uh, in fact, we have to undo a lot of the toxic poisons given by modern medicine. That was certainly my journey to recovery. Uh, so it's a distinct form of medicine within, yes, under naturopathy, it could be considered, but it is its own unique form of medicine that uses, again, herbs as well and uh, encompasses a lot. All right. That makes sense. Again, don't ask me to explain it to somebody else. <laughs> That's your job. That's why we have you. Now, what do you tell somebody? I mean, I was diagnosed with stage four melanoma. I mean, this mm -hmm. thing that was growing on my head was two and a half times bigger than their charts. So basically, I shouldn't have been walking around. You know, they gave me a month or two to live. Um, obviously, you go through a lot of fear. That's a gut punch and a half. Um, they told me when I, while I was at Disney at a radio conference, kind of ruined that week but they immediately did surgery and expected it to be all throughout my body. Uh, and they were totally shocked when it hadn't spread and they declared me cancer free right after the surgery. But then it came back, you know, 18 months later with tumors um, throughout my body and they put me on the um, uh, immunotherapy and in a, like two months, everything was gone. I've been old that for two years and that's back in 2000. Uh, 17 that happened and I've been, you know, cancer free since then. But obviously when I first got the diagnosis, I was scared spitless, got four mm -hmm. kids, lovely wife. Uh, I was a, had a good career in radio and it was all about the end. Uh, I mean, I'm ready to die. I know where I'm going, but it wasn't, you know, I didn't have that scheduled for that year, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. What do you, what do you tell somebody right away? Like, you know, obviously the doctors, most of the time they say, well, let's just start, you know, on chemo. What, what kind of direction would you give somebody who is scared and think they are running out of time? They got to act quickly. Well, the, the, you know, the fear of course, uh, is ratcheted up for the purpose of profit often, even if the doctors mean well, because of their training, they're limited in what they believe or perceive to be a, the only way or ways to go you know, mm -hmm. the chemo, radiation, and surgery. Whereas there may be validity to those things, they certainly aren't, um, uh, let's say, exclusive to the many ways that we can address cancer more holistically and naturally. Uh, I would perceive that, um, you know, one of the things we want to do, like in your case, is to shore up connective tissue integrity. That includes the skin, uh, where melanoma often is, is, you know, diagnosed, of course, uh, the fact that it didn't spread indicates to some degree that, that, that you may have had some level of connective tissue integrity that maintained its uh, limited movement, for instance, into that local area. Uh, some of those things that strengthen connective tissue, including minerals like silica or silicon and copper. Copper is very important for connective tissue. And another mineral that I would in, indicate a, 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 a real critical need for is selenium. Uh, selenium is one of the most cancer protective and reversing nutrients on the planet, bar none. And even if you were to go with chemo, it would protect your healthy cells from the chemo, not the cancer cells. And unfortunately, many oncologists do not read the peer-reviewed medical literature, understand that antioxidants are critical for protecting the healthy cells that they do not 
protect the cancer cells. So if they are in, if you're engaged in any form of chemo and radiation, in addition to surgery, that it's going to be very critical to counteract the damage that that would cause before it happens to your healthy cells. Mm. The, the talk about metals, I saw that on your website also, you kind of zero in on the copper mm-hmm. and think, do that, there's clothing they talk about with the copper infused and uh, the, um, the wristbands, does that do anything or is that, is that also a money-making thing? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure it makes money for people, but yes, it has legitimacy. <laughs> um, copper uh, is, you know, thousands of years of recorded history in medicine as yeah. a, a powerful mineral. Uh, metal, yes, it's one of the noble metals along with gold and silver. Copper is specific to many functions in the body, and one of those I mentioned already is connective tissue integrity, but copper is also an antiparasitic substance, an antifungal substance, and that can also help in, in terms of cancer and their relationship to those situations. Uh, copper is also critical for protecting the vascular system, the heart, the veins, the arteries, along with selenium, and copper is critical for mitochondrial production of A. TP, adenosine triphosphate, the energy molecule, so to speak. And so copper works with magnesium for energy in the body. So a lot of people that are lacking energy also are lacking copper. And we usually are used to get copper from, you know, eating liver, for instance, or, uh, well, things that very few people eat anymore. And um, that's problematic because as well, many people have been told to take a lot of zinc and vitamin C in the last couple of years for good purpose, but didn't realized that the zinc and vitamin C was going to drop their copper stores from their body even more. And the fact that uh, copper has been diminished from the soils, like so many minerals significantly, that we're dealing with copper deficiencies that manifest as a great myriad of symptoms, including arthritis inflammation. So when people wear copper clothing or copper bracelets, they often report reduction in inflammation and pain. And there's a reason for that, although I would encourage also to take it internally. What is the best way to get that internally? Well, if you don't like eating liver, then there are, uh, you know, the liver, uh, desiccated liver pills coming from like grass-fed animals or something. You know, those are available as supplements. I recommend the easiest way to do it is with sovereign copper. It's a Mm -hmm. liquid hydrosol form of copper that you drink. It comes in just like water. So it's the easiest thing to do. It comes in at micrograms, so you never risk taking too much. And so that for me, a tablespoon, one, two or three times a day is one of the most rapid routes of replenishing the copper that may have been depleted because of all the things we've talked about already. I've never even, I don't think I've ever even heard anyone talk about copper before. Yeah, it's, it's unfortunate we've overlooked that. And what intrigued me or what got me into the copper in addition to my homeopathic training, which we use cuprum metallicum, which is the Latin name for copper as a medicine, often for uh, varicose veins, as well as renal or kidney issues, which is great. Copper is important for that. But it was because of COVID and the antibody-dependent enhancement or pathogenic priming, we had these systemic immune responses that could be deadly. And we're talking about cytokine storms, massive inflammation in the body. And copper is critical for cooling that inflammation safely. Whereas if you go to the hospital on death's door, they might do something like prednisone or methylprednisone, which is a devastatingly powerful uh, drug that can wipe out your immune system and destroy your liver. And so I was encouraging people to try copper first so that they might not have to resort to that. So having copper in the system is critical for dealing with systemic immune response and inflammation. Yeah, I like I like how you have two kids, right? 
Yeah, two kids, 23 and 17. Neither one have ever been vaccinated. Neither one has ever had an antibiotic. I love that you introduced them on your website as unvaxxed kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, that's brilliant. Now, and what do they do? Are they going to go in your path or they have different directions they're going on? Well, my son works with the Goldbacks, which is an alternative way to uh, interact economically as we see the destruction of the dollar through inflation. Uh, the Goldbacks are, are basically gold, not backed currency, but gold that is actually in the note like you're used to holding because the technology allows us to micronize it. So he's a uh, He's a, he's amazing because he's working with something very, very important now as people are, re- are realizing how tenuous the banks are in their hold on on value or their functionality. So uh, mm-hmm. he's doing great work there. My daughter, she's a, my little creative artist. She writes and sings songs and and uh, draws and paints and, and does all these creative arts, uh, improv and everything. But she, interestingly enough, she's a senior in high school and her uh, senior thesis at her school uh, was all about uh, organic agriculture versus chemically grown and genetically modified foods. So I I think she picked up some of what I've been saying over the years. She has some resources to go through, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's got some good resources. So we were, we we're happy to see her choose that and do, do some great things with that. And I'm assuming you're very healthy now. It's no longer like before you were 19. Yeah, it, it took a, a couple of years of intense work from 24 to 26 to undo a lot of the damage that I had experienced for the previous 24 years. But I found that each year I'm getting stronger, which is strange because you think if you started out as sick as I was as a child, uh, that, you know, how would I have made it to 40, right? At that point, that's what I thought going forward when I didn't know about natural medicine. Now I'm seeing myself able to do things every year by consistency as well as exercise. And I do a lot of that in terms of kickboxing activities, but uh, it's an extraordinary journey to realize that we've accepted this concept of aging and it's a belief system based on a faulty way of living. And if we see that we can reverse some of the aging processes, and I don't mean that our bodies live forever. That's not, I think spiritually, of course we do, but uh, the, on the physical side, there's evidence of, of uh, degradation over time, but I think it more has to do with mineral depletion, toxic burden to the body, lack of movement, et cetera. And, uh, you know, it's a spiritual issue too, if you don't have a mission or purpose for being here. So combining all of those things, I found that my vital force or my vitality has increased over time as I age, so to speak, uh, in this body. And I think it is possible wherever people start, even from a cancerous situation, that they can be extraordinarily healthy all into what they call old age if they change their diet lifestyle and hit all of the factors, body, mind, and spirit. Speaking of that, you said uh, you are a big fan of Healing Strong. How did you cross paths with Healing Strong? Uh, Well, I was in Atlanta for many, many years, and my buddy Ty Bollinger, of course, wrote the book Cancer Step Outside the Box and and, and so much more, and we wrote a book together together. Uh, called Unlock the Power to Heal, and we were invited to speak at one of the events many years ago in Atlanta, and so we all became fast friends at that moment, and uh, as I lecture around the country and around the world occasionally, that the Healing Strong chapters will be there as well, which is so much fun to see. I light up and smile big because I know the origin point and all the good work that it's doing. Yeah, how important do you think it is to have these support groups of people that share their stories and uh, just basically support each other and give each other hope. Well, I think it's it's really critical, and we we've seen how critical it has become because of the uh, false narrative that said we must uh, 
basically hide out in our homes away from one another because uh, we should be afraid that if we breathe on somebody, we'll kill them or they breathe on us and we'll die. I mean, this is anything but a godly, uh, you know, a perspective on life where we are uh, called to come together in praise and worship and dance and song and, 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 and celebration of life. And here they are telling us, no, 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 we must look at each other as vectors of death. I was astonishing that anybody fell for it, but we have apparently embedded such a fear of germs in our culture and DNA that we were vulnerable to that power of fearful suggestion. So coming together in, in groups that can, you know, commiserate or, 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 or discuss and uplift and, and, and celebrate each other, even in times of trouble, is so very important. So the opposite of what they said we should do, we must do. And I hope that and pray that people realize how critical it is to come together in support of one another. And that's, again, another reason why I, I love and support Healing Strong so much. Now, do you see a trend where people are starting to understand that, uh, you know, maybe maybe the doctors don't know everything? Maybe there's something to this uh, natural and holistic approach to health. Well, I'd say that'd be an understatement. You know, there are so many cures for cancer and none of them are approved by the Fear and Death Administration. I mean, the Food and Drug Administration. <laughs> uh, you know, th there's a, a concerted effort, of course, to profit off of disease management. And I argue that modern medicine, even if they mean well, are the prime, one of the primary causes of cancer and heart disease. So it, it's not that they're just the third leading cause of death. I argue that they're the first and second as well, because they contribute to heart attacks and strokes and cancers in their treatment. Again, they may mean well, but their training is not based on nutrition and detoxification and, you know, looking at how do we support the microbiome all of the health of the immune system. It's all about intervening, interfering, forcing or prohibiting things that God has intended for our bodies to do. So for me, yeah, it's it's incredibly important to wake up and realize uh, and mature beyond the dominant paradigm that most of us grew up with in the West, that these medical doctors are saviors. They're not. When you talk about a savior, that's a spiritual issue. But when we start placing that on government and media and medicine, we we displace that true worship in, in, and put it into a false church or false religion. And I call that the church of pharmaceutical mysticism. And lots of times the doctor's hands are, are basically tied where they can't uh, talk about different types of healing, you know, outside of medicine. Uh, you find that to be true also? We are more true than ever. I mean, in California, they just passed a law that would prohibit a doctor from talking to his own patient about alternatives to, you know, COVID narratives, for instance. So uh, for a long time, they didn't realize how restricted they were. Uh, but now that they've seen that the limitations of modern medicine and their, their COVID jabs, much less their hospital treatments that have caused so much death, uh, they've realized now that they're trapped in a system that does not respect or honor the sacred relationship of the doctor-patient. And it doesn't al allow for true communication. So it violates their freedom of speech as well. Uh, I've I've been on the receiving end of a lot of censorship because I'm a homeopath, um, but not, that's not unusual. It's just that the doctors hadn't received it like I had told them they would one day uh, should they step outside of their narrow pharmaceutical box. And so many doctors are now figuring out they have to in order to meet the needs of their patients. Yes. I have a cousin who is uh, a doctor. She's in like her first couple years as a doctor and she's already like what what are you guys talking about i'm not going to do that or this i mean if they can heal naturally i'm not going to put medicine as a band-aid on something and uh and and she's 
didn't take the vaccine. She got a lot of pressure from that, which I was very impressed with her at an early stage doctor. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's very strong-willed, and she's going to, you know, if they keep doing that, she's going to go into her own thing, I'm sure. I'm impressed with that, but I think we have more and more doctors that are seeing that because I believe most doctors got in it for the right reason. They want to help people, um, but I, there's probably uh, two worlds colliding is the way I see it. There's you know the powers that be that love power, and they're mm-hmm. controlling people through fear. I know that's nothing new in civilization, but so it's those two worlds colliding. You know, the medicine, the doctors who you know, still have their hands tied, so to speak, and are sticking with that. And then the people in the government who are saying, hey, we got these sheep. They're kind of dumb. They'll do whatever we say if, as long as they're afraid, which we've seen throughout civilization. Yeah. You know, there's nothing new, but uh, I'm hopefully that people are a little bit too smart, especially in America where they don't like to be told what to do. I sure hope so, because a lot of people were just, whether they liked it or not, they, they cooperated with being told what to do in the COVID a couple of years we were in. Um, we just can, uh, finished a documentary film that's available for free for everybody to watch called Utah Safe and Effective? Question mark. And it goes into a lot of the deception, scientific, um, the conflicts of interest between media and medicine and even church in some cases as these churches began to enthusiastically support an ungodly mRNA injection and uh, as well as I interviewed many uh, victims of the COVID jab that had been harmed and are suffering still to this day, adverse events from it. So I would encourage all of your listeners to take a look at that documentary for free. It's at utahsafeandeffective.org. And you, again, you can watch that beginning uh, the 15th of March. So uh, if this is airing after that, you'll already have access to it. Okay, I definitely want to look at that. And you, of course, you live in Utah. Is that because you just love that state? Well, I, 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 I kind of directed our energies, my wife and I, to our children once they, once we had them, and said, "Where's the best place for them to be at any given time?" Yeah. And so we were drawn uh, to this area out west for the purpose of giving, especially my daughter, a, a great experience where she could actually be a kid through high school, and it's been wonderful for her. And my son had graduated already and, and went to. Uh, some precision machining school as well. And, and so uh, it's been a, a lot of freedom uh, for them out West. We didn't have as much of the, of the lockdown shutdown trauma that they had in many other places in the country. Uh, so uh, most of my decisions are made based on where is freedom flourishing. And I know it's no place is perfect right now. We've all got our challenges, but where would it be most likely to be restored if it's threatened? And there are a few areas in this country that have, uh, I guess, a proclivity to re-emerge in freedom, considering what we've been through. Yeah, my wife owns a, an after-school care of 150 kids, and of course, when the school shut down and people had to stop working, it went from 150 down to 18 kids. But mm-hmm. we never closed down. We well, you can't social distance kids. You know, he's like trying to keep cats apart. No, and it's and it's a disaster to try and do so and, and yeah. really to teach them to fear one another and fear their parents and grandparents. I mean, this is, again, anything but a godly teaching. You know, God is yeah. not teaching us with the spirit of fear. And I think that should be obvious to anybody who is a person of faith. But for some reason, uh, people have just lost their minds because fear has overwhelmed their faith in God and, and the way the world and nature works. 
Yeah, I mean, of course, we were already cleaning the place. We disinfect anyway because it's kids. We didn't require a mask. We had two people that they were workers, and they insisted on wearing a mask. We're like, well, okay, whatever you want. And and out of all the people, uh, that's when we came back up to 100 and something. Out of all the people, two people got COVID. You're not going to guess who they were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But and we know that COVID was a real thing. We didn't want to mess with that. I mean, I've lost friends through COVID, but it's what they did with it, I believe, yeah. is is the issue. And exactly. so we're all back to normal. But inside our little business, it was just it was a business as usual, just oh, less people. Good. It's almost like we weren't affected at all because I was I left radio at the exact week they shut the world down. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I've been working on my studio, so we almost forgot that there was a shutdown. Yeah, that's good. I, I like that. There are areas of that where the children were protected a little bit more than in other areas, and I don't mean from COVID, but protected from the insanity response to COVID and allowed them to be kids. They were at very minimal risk, if any risk at all. And what we've seen is a, a great rise in, in anxiety and depression and even suicide among young people because yeah. of the isolation that was enforced. And uh, as I said, th- these are crimes against humanity. Um, and that includes the crimes against the children uh, that, that had happened. So anywhere uh, where they didn't follow along the COVID narrative, uh, the children are better off, no doubt. Where did you grow up as a child? What state? Well, I spent 30 years in, in Atlanta, uh, Stone Mountain, right. Decatur. Uh, but uh, before that, New York and a little after that, Florida. So, But my most impressionable 30 years were in Atlanta. Yeah, where it's nice and hot and sticky. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just I'm just over the border up in South Carolina in ah, that great. area, so it's not too much different. But but yeah, where can uh, where do you see things going from here as as far as you're concerned? Just doing the same thing, or is there other things you're going to branch out in, or directions that you see you need to go? Well, as long as uh, I have a voice uh, to speak out on the things that I've learned and uh, the availability to do so, I. It's uh, been an obvious, at least now, part of my journey and mission uh, is to communicate what I've learned and help it land and empower people. You know, I say, you know, I'd like to bring the power to heal back where it belongs with each and every one of you. Mm-hmm. And that includes the healing that needs to take place, not just in your physical body, but when we talk about emotional health and mental health and uh, spiritual health and um, even economic and political issues, uh, bring the principles of healing into all of those areas. Uh, those uh, are not exceptions to the rule that God put down for us. And so how do we integrate that? And I try to inspire people back to that, whatever their path is, to recognize that disintegration has occurred artificially by man that wants to you know, conquer and enslave you uh, versus those that uh, are here to uplift you and celebrate the life that is, uh, that is what you have while you're here. Uh, you know, again, there are things certainly anybody could say, Hey, I'm a little bit scared about this, a little bit nervous about that, but that's, you know, part of the human experience. But when those things are overwhelming and then we begin to throw our, uh, a lot in with people that pretend to be caring for us, but really they're trying to deceive us to diminish our relationship with the, the most divine. Um, you know, that's an ongoing journey. I don't think we'll ever end in terms of, uh, the need to keep communicating and reminding each other of how important to know, you know, what, what really is real, what really is important. And so many of the things we suffer from, whether it be a physiological health challenges or uh, economic challenges, like we're hearing about with banking systems, all of these things uh, hopefully drive us back to what's really important, what really matters, 
And then that's our relationship with God. So for me, this is all part of the journey. This stuff is not happening to us. It's actually happening for us. And I try to remind myself of that every time I'm on my own program. If anybody else benefits, that's a bonus. Yes. What's the best way of people getting a hold of you? Just reach out through my website, robertscottbell.com, robertscottbell.com. You can listen and watch the show there on many of the podcast networks as well. Although, again, some of them I'm banned on, but you can find enough that I'm not on. You can still reach me there. Uh, You can also text my initials, RSB, to the number 22828. So in your text field, you put 22828. That's the number you're going to text. And then you put RSB is what you're sending as far as the message. And then uh, you'll get an immediate response and you can enter your email and become part of our newsletter subscribers for free to keep in touch with me on uh, a lot of uh, the stories we cover, as well as the many upcoming events and different things that I have uncovered to help heal you, bring healing to you. And I don't sell anything on my website. It's just about what I use and recommend based on my experience. Wow. I could go on for like days uh, pulling information out of you, but (laughs) I'm starting to get a headache now. (laughs) Yeah. In that case, you might need to detoxify your liver a little bit, you know, (laughs) take time and digest and, and eliminate and assimilate, you know, all of the things that are necessary. And I don't want anybody to get indigestion because of all the things I try to relate, but I certainly appreciate the opportunity to share these things. Well, Robert, thank you so much for uh, for spending time with us and sharing this knowledge. And I hope people will go and check you out. I've seen you pop up on Fox News before, right? Yeah, I used to appear uh, semi-regularly on, on uh, they had a weekend health show with Carol Alt, my friend. And, uh, you know, she eventually, they, she probably went too far on, on na- natural remedies for cancer and talking about vaccines. And eventually that show ended. But I appreciate them for providing a, a venue to reach out to a larger audience uh, while that was available. But yeah, various uh, places you'll find me apparently being interviewed like here. And I'm grateful for those opportunities. So, so I thank Healing Strong. And I thank you, Jim, for having me on today. Thank you. Wow. Once again, Jim, somebody who made you seem like you didn't Dumb. know as much. I was going <laughs> to say that. <laughs> Uneducated. No, I, I love talking with people like that, which I have a lot of opportunity to do that. <laughs> um, but No, know. he was a he was a very, very smart man. He was, and you can tell a smooth voice, you can tell he does this for a living. He's got uh, he's got that smooth voice he's talking because he does a show six days a week. Yeah, can you imagine talking for a living, Jeff? Nope, nope, I cannot. Who I, does that? I'm sticking with my dancing. Oh, yeah. You know what? Don't lose your day job. I did. Sorry. (laughs) It's too late, Allie. This is your new day job. Thanks for telling me that now. Sorry. You know, he talked about the documentary that he made called UtahSafeAndEffective.org. And so I watched the trailer. I haven't watched the documentary yet, but it seems very interesting. And again, more knowledge. He's spewing forth more knowledge. And look at you, Jim. You're always learning. You're so good at that. I am. I'm always learning. My problem is, like I told him, it makes sense, but don't ask me to turn around and explain it to somebody else. Okay, I'm not going to ask you to explain it to me. Good. Oh, my God. I can just say, yes. Can you explain this membership thing to me with Healing Strong? You know what? I'm glad you asked, Allie. 
Mm-hmm. It's called the membership program. It's all there on the website, healingstrong.org, because we are listener supported. We're a 501c3, which makes it tax deductible if you live in the U.S. I can't answer for all the countries, okay? Okay, I'm not but, asking. But yeah, we. I mean, we depend on people like you, Allie, with all your money. Mm. But it's only 25 to Twenty-five and seventy-five dollar a month levels. So it's not a lot of money. You said all my money, and then you said I don't have a lot of money. Well, yeah, no, no. I said this is not a lot of money to do this. You can give as much as you want. You know, like a one-time oh, okay. gift. You can give us a million bucks. Okay, okay. If you wanted to, I'm just saying. All right, sounds good. But for us regular people, twenty-five and seventy-five a month gives you, you know. Access to ebooks and uh, different uh, webinars, discounts. Did you just call yourself a normal person? I know, I had slipped out. I'm sorry. Okay. Normal and then abnormal people, we go in there <laughs> and uh, you know, just check it out. At every, like I say, being a part of Healing Strong is free. We're not in here, obviously, to make money, but this helps us to spread it further, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Makes total sense. It's like when when we worked at the radio station where you were just filling in and doing a lovely job. But Oh, I like how you added that second part. Yeah. yeah. You were a lot of fun. I will give you that. But don't tell anybody I said that. Okay. Thank you. I won't. Just, just between you and me. But uh, it was like 2% of the people that listen out of a half a million actually support the radio station. Oh. And that's, I mean, that's pretty much how it goes for most organizations that are... Uh, supported by uh, people who just freely give, right? Oh, yeah. But we don't mind bumping that up to, you know, 50%. <laughs> Not at all. No. Mind it. No, we don't mind at all. So you might want to think about that if you want to help spread hope to people who have just gotten a, a diagnosis of cancer. Because if you've gotten it, you understand what a gut punch that is. Uh, or, or a loved one uh, that has gotten it, or whatever the case may be, you know, be a part of helping this spread to more and more people. The hope that cancer is not a death sentence, and you know, while you're listening to the podcast, you give us a five-star rating. That also helps spread it, and it doesn't cost you a thing. And come see us in Houston. And man, you're just full of knowledge. I'm on a roll. You're like talking to Robert Scott Bell. Um, not quite. But anyway, come out to Houston on September 29th and 30th. That's the last weekend in September. Did I say September? Yeah, you did. Okay, good, because I was right. At it's the, the Met last Church. weekend in September. Yeah, the Met Church in Houston. 10th anniversary celebration of Healing Strong is 10 years strong. Ooh, wow. That's, that is kind of exciting. Oh, that's just a feat right there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was in grade school when it started. Mm-hmm. And I aged real quick. I was about <laughs> to say. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it for you. But, that's uh, longer than you've been mature enough to... Oh, wait. Never mind. Yeah, something like that. And Allie's going to come with, with a little tiny plate full of healthy cookies. Oh, man. Am I ever going to hear the end of the healthy cookies? Only if you make some. Um... If they're really healthy. Do I, should I trust you in this? Oh, I'm giving you all the sugar. 
No, I can't have sugar. I'll just tell you they're healthy. Oh. Good night. <laughs> You've been listening to the I Am Healing Strong podcast. Every week we bring you stories of hope from people who are facing life-altering challenges and finding out that God has a plan for your life no matter what you're facing. It's all a part of the Healing Strong organization. To find out more about Healing Strong, go to their website at healingstrong.org.